the Woodside Church podcast. Lord, we say we are ready. Speak to us, Lord. Guide Ivy. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So today I've titled today's teaching, God's Provision. We have been talking about prayer and the Lord's Prayer. And we are in a time and a season whereby there is an attack on the church and on believers and God's children. We are in a generation whereby the enemy's hope is that if he can silence us, if he can silence us to not pray, then he will win every scheme that he plots against us. But thanks be to God that we are victors and because we know his schemes, we have been waging war the only way that we know how. That's by praying and through worship. And we have been looking at the Lord's Prayer in the Matthew chapter 6 from 9 to 13 tells us about God inviting us to come and fellowship with him. And Stuart, Uncle Ensign, and um, Zach brought the first three. And we have seen that in the first three petitions, it was telling about God and his glory. And the rest that we are going to look at today and the ones that are to come tells us about our needs and how God desires to provide each and every one of those needs that we have. So today I'm gonna to be looking at the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, which is in Matthew 6, 11. It says, give us today, this day, our daily bread. This part of this prayer helps us to present our needs to God. It helps us to ask God to sustain us, to close us, that we will be fed. Now, I remember when I had my last daughter, and um, after that, I started having a ble some bleeding issues, and it wouldn't stop. And I was um, anemic at the time anyway, so obviously with the bleeding, it made it worse. And I had so many different appointments, but then to get different, uh, you are referred and to get appointment usually takes a long time. So we kept going and obviously I kept getting worse, especially with the anemia and stuff. Um, and I remember I'm always saying hello to everybody when I go to work on the corridors. So every time I walk with my colleagues to go to lunch, everybody that sees us stops. So they were like, are we ever going to get to the canteen? So there was one time I said hello to one of the uh, people that work at the hospital and he was with um, another friend. So when I said hello, he introduced me to the friend. So on one of my gynae appointment, it turns out that guy was the head of gynecology. And because I had met him at the corridor through the other friend from saying hello, when I went to the appointment, he looked at my file and he said, oh, this has been going on for a while. How come you've not been seen? So I explained the situation to him and things like that. And he was like, no, this is affecting you, so 
they should have prioritized it and you should have been insulted. So he took matters into his hands and then he did what he had to do. And then um, I got every appointment, all the emergencies, and then eventually by God's grace, what needs to be done was done. So it's one thing to know somebody, but then it's another thing when you have a personal relationship with them. Things change. When I met this uh, consultant, just through saying hello, he took matters into his own hands and made sure I was taken care of. And so today, God is inviting us through this prayer, give us this day our daily bread, to have an intimate relationship with him. It's one thing to know about him. It's one thing to hear of who he is. But then he wants you and I to have that personal relationship with him, to come to him. And so today I'm gonna to look at three main points that praying this prayer does to us. It helps us to acknowledge our dependency of God, to grow in gratitude and deepen our compassion, and it helps us to affirm God's faithfulness. Amen. Amen. When we read James 1.17, he says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly light, who does not change like shifting shadows. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we worship you. We give you praise. We thank you for today as we stand in your presence, as we come before your throne of grace. We pray that our minds are alert and our hearts are receptive. We thank you that you will work through us. Father, none of me, I pray that as I decrease that you will increase in me this morning and you will quicken each and every one of us that we will not leave here the same. Speak through me, O oh God, and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first word is give us this day our daily bread. When we read that line, give. Now if our children come to us and they say, give me this, and they don't say please, usually every parent is like, what is the magic word? And until that magic word is altered, their request doesn't get fulfilled. So as James, we read from James uh, 1.17, as we come to know the Father, we actually realize that every good gift comes from him. Nothing that we have is just of our own doing. Matthew 7, 9 to 11 says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? or if he asks for a fish, will give him snake. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give gift, good gifts to those who ask him? Amen. When we pray this prayer, we have to understand that everything is not in our control. Everything can be lost. And so God is interested in providing for us throughout eternity. 
Like any good father, God wants to provide all our needs. And sometimes we might say we do depend on God, but do we really depend on God? So like the Israelite, when they were in the wilderness, they depended on God and God rained down manna for them. And I believe the reason why God didn't want them to collect more than they needed when the manna rained was because he wanted them to keep coming back to ask for what they need. He could have said the manna will rain and then they could continue to have it forever. But then the Bible says, well, it rained daily and then they just collected just enough. So why would we need to pray, give us this day our daily bread? Just like the coronavirus, we thought we had everything under control. We thought we could do whatever we had, everything that we needed. But just like that, everything was shut down. There was no warning. Things we always thought would be there could easily disappear. And actually, we, this gets us to realize that we really do depend on God and we do need him more than we can admit and think. And I think sometimes we humans have a tendency to like this side. Every time we feel like we have to depend on somebody, we feel like, no, there's a conflict within us. I, I can do this. But then like the coronavirus has taught us, Jesus is teaching us to ask the Lord for what we need today so that we acknowledge our dependence of God, on God. So it is a sense of dependency to know that he is the only person that knows what we need. He's the only person that understands. So when we pray that prayer, he's giving us a fresh grace for that job, a fresh grace for that marriage, a fresh grace for that teenager who doesn't know what to do, a fresh grace for the people every time you feel anxious or you are in anxiety, fresh grace to be able to wake up and say, God, hold my hand and take me to where you want to take me. Amen. Can I borrow? <laughs> I'm going to borrow my sister to come and help me here. Amen. I remember when I came to this country, I tasted baguette. How many of us like bread here? Oh, that's a lot of us. <laughs> okay. So I did, I tasted baguette. I was like, oh, I really like this baguette bread. So I'll go to the shop and I'll buy not one, not two, not three, literally trying to clear the whole shelf of the baguette. Now, I didn't know that you were meant to finish the whole thing basically well. Not the whole thing, but when you buy them, you are meant to eat it. Maybe uh, the same day or you can't keep it for longer. So you could only imagine my surprise when I was excited to eat it the next day and then I realized it was as hard and... <laughs> I'm sure if David had used that to pull in his um, sling to hit Goliath, 
that would have done the job. <laughs> and so I, I wasn't very impressed. And in this culture whereby you have receipts for everything that you think you can return everything. <laughs> I was tempted. But then I realized the nature of baguette, if any of you bakes, they use water to bake it with yeast. And so it's made for it to be consumed on a daily basis. And if I wanted to get one to bring today, but then I got to the shop late. So the lady was like, no, we have to make them fresh every morning. So come back at 9.30. I was like, no, I can't make it at 9.30. <laughs> so it's okay. And just like that, God wants us each and every day to ask him what we need. Because today's grace cannot carry me for, yes, for tomorrow. Yesterday's grace will not sustain me. So each and every day, I need to go back and say, Lord, I am here again. I need grace for my children. I need grace for the mandate over my life. I need grace for that job. I need grace for all the desires that I have in my heart. Now, I've got a few things here. I've got some bread and then a few toppings. <laughs> so I've got my lovely sister. This is my younger sister. She's taller than me. You would think she's older than me, but she's actually my younger sister. So she's going to be demonstrating. And uh, at work, we have different religions and different culture. And then sometimes we talk about all sort of stuff. But I remember there was one time I was talking to a group of uh, the people who are working about heaven and death, life after death and things like that. And I remember one of them, one of the managers came and said, oh no, you can impose your religion on people. You know, every, let everybody believe what they, they believe and things like that. And we all laughed about it and stuff. So over the years, what I tend to do is I just come up with random topics. So I would just ask them, oh, what is your favorite food? Or where do you see yourself in 10 years? Or things like that. And most of the time, through those conversations, we do have some intense spiritual and deep conversations. So last week, we were talking about different toppings and what different people like on their breads. Now, I've got, <laughs> thank you, assistant. <laughs> So I've got this one here. If any of you have encountered any African or a Ghanaian person, I'm sure you've encountered shito. Now, some people like butter on their bread. I like butter on my bread. It will surprise you that some people put shito and sardine on their bread. And I've got a very diligent customer sitting at the back there <laughs> who love his sandwich. He can make sandwich with shito, with sardine. And sometimes I will be looking at him and butter. I'm like, what kind of combination is this one? How does that go down well? But then we all have our favorite. So we have jam, which is one of Zachary's favorite. And usually I will open a fresh jam, come back the next day, because they've learned to make 
uh, sandwiches themselves. Come back the next day and the jam is finished. So I used to wonder what goes on with this jam. <laughs> so there was one time he wanted to make sandwich. I was in the kitchen. So I was just doing my thing. Then he was making the sandwich. So I opened the new one and then he took the bread. He scooped the first one and then we went in again. And then we, so I was like, Zachary, do you need another bread? Because at this point there was only one bread. And he was like, no. So it turns out he likes the jam so much that he literally wants to finish the whole pot on just one little bread. <laughs> and then we have this uh, biscoff. That's also another popular one that came up. I don't know if any of you have tried it. It is amazing. <laughs> and then we've got honey here that some people use again, amen? Yeah, amen. So we've got some bread and different toppings. So especially if you've not tried this one, during tea, feel free to try them. <laughs> amen. So hold on to that thought. When we read the book of John, John uh, chapter six is one of the longest verses in the Bible, in the New Testament. And John 6.35 says, Jesus is the bread of life. Now, prior to that, when we read the beginning of John chapter 6, that was the feeding of the 5,000 men with the five loaves of bread and the two fishes. And when that miracle happened, the people were so excited and they wanted to come back for more. But then, when we read verse 26, Jesus knew that they were not coming back for more because of what he was teaching them. But first of all, because obviously they came, they heard what Jesus was saying, but then there was free food. Now, every time there is free food at any occasion, we know most of us are ready to go. But then Jesus realized that they are coming back because of the physical benefit that they were getting. They got food to eat, yes. But then they did not understand what he was trying to teach them. And so when Jesus said, I am the bread of life, whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never test. He wasn't talking about the physical bread. He was saying he, Jesus, is the bread. Because when the people came back, they said, Jesus, that bread you gave us, we want the same food. Feed us the same thing that you have fed us. And so just like this bread on its own, we want to add the topping to that bread just to add something to it. But then sometimes we get so caught up, like my son finishing a whole jar of jam just on one slice of bread. He knows that if he asks me for jam on its own, I will say no. So he needs bread in order to get him to have the jam. But sometimes we, go so caught, we get so caught up with the jam. Yes, the jam and the bread goes together. But Jesus is telling us that he is the bread of life. Yes, the miracles are good. Yes, the different um, things that happen as believers 
We see the miracles, we see the breakthrough and things like that. But then we don't have to forget about the main reason why we have been called. We have been called to have a relationship with God. We have been called to spend time with God. We have been called that as we spend more time with God, He knows what we need and so He will give us. And so we shouldn't be so much caught up with the things of that does not matter and then miss what the intimacy with the maker. When he says, I am the bread of life, he says, well, when you spend time with me, when you cry out to me daily, I will give you what you need. And we have to understand our lives are not our own. It is only God, by his grace, that he has blessed us. So at every point in our life, we have to totally depend on God. And clearly the coronavirus pandemic has taught us that our lives are less certain than we will ever like to think. And so when we ask God, give us this day our daily bread, we are humbly acknowledging that we have to depend on God. Amen? The, the same verse says, give us this day our daily bread. Why will God give us our, why will we be praying that, especially in this, our culture, whereby we have everything that we need? When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, it's because we are not able to provide what we need in every situation of our life. We actually do depend on God more than we think. And when we acknowledge our dependency on him, it takes us to a place of contentment, a place of gratitude. Because when we realize that he is the one that has given us everything that we need, we begin to worship him. We begin to thank him for what he has done for us. God wants us to be in a state of contentment, to know that it is only him that has given us everything that we need. And so as we come to the Father, as we get closer each day, we say, God, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your provision for us over the years. Thank you that you have not failed us. And his word says, well, he's not a man for him to go back on his word. And so whatever he has said concerning us, he will bring it to pass. Amen. So this paper is stuck together. God gives us what we need and not what we want. And so even when we pray for certain things and there are delays, we have to understand that he will only give us what we need in a season. So praying, give us this day, our deliberate, bring us to a place where we grow deeper and deeper and acknowledge God for his goodness.
Again, when we pray this prayer, we understand that it's not about us. When God blesses us to be a blessing, when God blesses us, he wants us to spread that blessing. So when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, it is not about just you and I. The weather is plural, our. Give me this day my daily bread. This is where we stand in the gap for each other. This is where we pray for a hungry world. When we trust God enough to provide everything we need, we know that we can release and be a blessing to other people. We can pull ourselves aside and stand in the gap for each other. We can trust God that if I release whatever he has blessed me, he will provide again and he will give me more provision. Amen. Also, it affirms the faithfulness of God. Give us this day our daily bread. It reminds us that God has a track record. There are times that we go through situations that it seems impossible and we want to either give in, run away from God, or just not even talk to him about it. But then as we have learned that he's our father, as we become content with what he has done for us, when we ask him to give us this day our daily bread, it reminds us that the faithfulness of God never changes. He never goes back on his word and he promises that he will watch over his word to perform. There's a saying by Peter Lewis that says, we urge God to write new checks for us, but really flick through his checks stabs. If we did, we would find our names attached to innumerable gifts and benefit, protections and provisions. And Peter Lewis in this saying affirms us of God's faithfulness. So every time we look back on where he has brought us from and what he has done for us, we remember that he is faithful. We can trust him no matter what the circumstances is. And Matthew 6, 25 tells us, he says, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body, what you will put on. Why should we not be anxious, you may ask? Because Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow or nor reap or gather into bands, and yet our heavenly Father feeds them. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. God is interested in our lives. He is interested to provide everything that we will ever need. He said, I am the bread of life. So when we ask him, give us this day our daily bread, we are saying, God, 
I need help as I walk out of that door. I need help for the plans that I have for my future. I need grace to sustain me through each and every season of my life. God is faithful and he wants us to trust him. Sometimes we say we trust God, but really most of the time we have plan Bs. Now I have um, Amazon Prime, and so when I order stuff, they guarantee you next day delivery. So once I click or do a next day delivery, I have paid extra for that delivery. So I don't start emailing them when my delivery is coming. They have assured me, they have told me when I'm getting my delivery. And because I have trust in that service or system, I trust that whatever day they say they will deliver, they will deliver. And this is how God wants us to trust him. He wants us to put all our trust in him, not half of it, not part of it. He wants us to fully trust him. And he says, if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? He is so mindful of you that he wants you to have everything that you need. He wants us to trust him to take care of our every situation. God is saying we shouldn't worry about anything. Instead, we should pray about everything. He wants us to tell him what we need and be grateful for the things that he has blessed us. Matthew 6.31 tells us that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all other things will be added unto us. He doesn't say some things will be added. He doesn't say part of the things we need will be added. He says all other things will be added unto us. So God is calling us to a place, a commitment of dependency, to know that it is only him who can provide for us. He knows our every need, even before we ask. But he wants us to ask. He wants us to trust him for every provision. He wants us to trust him that through us, he can use us to be a blessing to our generation. He can use us to be a blessing for the purpose and the will that he has for us. So when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we are saying, God, I don't know what is ahead of me. I want you to go before me and make every crooked path straight. I remember when we were at uni, most um, international, international students, the school fees is quite um, expensive. So usually, when you have sponsorship, it helps and it makes life a bit easier. And I remember one of the students in our scripture union had um, a sponsorship. And so obviously they will pay the amount that they need to pay and they will help um, him through his studies. Now on one of the occasions, the sponsors did send the check through, 
but for some reason the uni didn't receive the money. So there was a bit of concern. So he called the sponsors. He was at the uni, said they've not received the money. I'm going to get kicked out. The sponsor said, we have sent the money. We can definitely show you proof that we've paid your fees. The university said they haven't received the money, but they said the money has left the sponsors. So we said, let's pray about it. We started to trust God because it didn't make sense. Now, when you make God your focus point, circumstances that doesn't make sense will begin to make sense. But then when we begin to make our circumstances our focus point, we have no hope because there's nothing to hold on to. So we trusted God, wondering where has the check that has been written out gone to. The time passed. He was threatening to, kick, to be kicked out. He uh, couldn't write some exams. We didn't understand. So obviously, they gave him other options that he could do. He could do some work and stuff just to help him sort that out. So when he got to the final year that he had to write his, check, I mean his exams, after all those months, finally the check appeared. The university received the check after so many months. And we didn't understand. And it turns out in that year that he was finishing, the people that were sponsoring him, the company shut down. And that was the last check they sent was the last time they could have sponsored him. And if the check had come before, probably he wouldn't have had money in his final year exams to write the exam to graduate. Now God made provision between the time the check was lost, but the amount of money that was meant to come through, when the check arrived, he needed that amount to complete what he needed to complete. Sometimes things might not make sense. We might be going through seasons that we don't understand. In our waiting seasons when God is silent, we don't give up, we still hold on to his word. We still say that God, you say you will watch over your word to perform, and so we trust you. Today God is telling us he is the God of more than enough. He says he is Jehovah Jireh. He says he is El Shaddai. He is your provider. He is the God that is more than enough. He is all that you will need. And so as you seek him first, as daily you go to him to say, God, I have come again. One more time, strengthen me. Strengthen me afresh. Give me fresh grace. The Bible says the, steadfastness of, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He says, all I have needed, your hands have provided. Thank you, God, that you are a God that we can depend on. That you are a God that we can trust. 
that when we don't know where to turn to, we can run to you. In our darkest moment, when we feel there's nobody to talk to, God says, I am here to give you your daily bread, to give you what you need to conquer everything that you will conquer. In Jesus' name, amen. Right. Thank you so much, Ivy. Thank you so much for bringing our focus on to God, our provider, Jehovah Jireh. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.